Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Odyssey Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. <laughs> You're on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Wacky Walleye Cutting Edge Outdoor Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Wacky Walleye's Cutting Edge Outdoors, where Tom and Dan fight for truth, justice, and the American way. Oh, wait a minute. That's a different show. Hey, welcome, welcome folks, to Tom Neubauer and Dan Bush here on the Wacky Walleye's Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., and we are live. And if you've got any questions or comments, all you got to do is call us at 414 414- Seven nine nine twelve fifty, or email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Good morning, Danny. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. Yes, it is a good morning. It is good. I feel great this morning. Well, that's good, Tom. We're we glad some, you're feeling good. Yeah, we got some emails, but one of them I'm kind of questioning coming up. You want me to do the emails? Might as well. What the heck? Okay, well, first of all, this one comes from Jacob, and uh, remember when we uh, had a little screw-up last week and we did our gut reports? We, You did one and I did one, remember? Yeah. And Well, Jacob writes, sorry, Tom, but Danny has the better gut report this week because he says, because he doesn't like zucchini. <laughs> hey, all right, Jacob. Thanks, and then buddy. It says, then it says, Danny, here's my favorite recipe combo for venison burgers. He said, give it, a, give it a try. Equal parts Lowry's, Cajun seasoning, and garlic powder. So he says you should give that a try. You know what? Uh, I have used the combination of the Lowry's and garlic powder a lot. Uh, the last right. recipe I did, I was out of garlic powder. But what was the other one that he said? Cajun seasoning. Cajun seasoning. All right. Cajun, yeah, uh, making it a little they- spicy. Thank you, Jacob. I will give that a shot. All right. The next one comes from Bob. Hey, Bob. Bob says, now this I I don't understand, Danny. He says, and this is from Bob on Stumpy Bay. I'll I'll clarify it for you, Tom. Okay, clarify. He says, Okachi Lake tie-up last Saturday in July. Forget about fishing this weekend on Okachi. Locals pulled their boats last weekend to rent their dock space and lifts for $300 a space for the week. I 
Okay. Is that the big party that's between the two islands? Yeah, that's the big that's the big party that leads to debauchery, topless yep. women, and people okay. getting drunken boating citations. So that'll be going on today. I've never had the... Uh, well, you know, years ago, our buddy Dan Johnson at the taxidermy place, he actually had it set up for me where I would have had a free pier to go to, and I could have, you know, launched White Jaw and had a pier to stay at. Although my boat is a fishing boat, not exactly a pontoon boat right. that, you know, I can only, you know, I can't, I can only get about eight girls on my boat, not 20. But uh, <laughs> I never did, I never did follow through on that plan. And it's probably a good thing I didn't. But yeah, and so what's going to happen today is um, uh, they've got Taste of Lake Country going on out here. So what they didn't, did not have that last year. But in uh, previous years, it, uh, it goes Friday and Saturday, and, and there was a big crowd last night. There was a hair band. Uh, well, I don't know a hair band, but it was uh, rock and roll stuff last yeah. night. Tonight, I think it's country, which kind of bums me. I wish it were vice versa because I want to go down tonight uh, as opposed to last night because I have to be fresh for, for our show here, Tom. Right, right. But uh, normally, uh, that's jam-packed on Saturday because I think a lot of people party at Okachi and do that tie-up stuff during the day, and then they come down here for the taste of Lake Country. So today should be a rockin' day. I'm just praying for sunshine and heat, 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 and no, no rain. So uh, lots going, lots going on, uh, lots going on this weekend. All right. Well, that yeah, I always heard Okashi is very busy on that special day. All right, we got another one. This is from Robert, and he says, "My brother and I were fishing." Friday morning for bluegills around the around piers, I guess. Okay, with small spinners, and he caught about a ten-inch muskie. Does any of your listeners know if they've stocked muskies within the last year or two? If not, could this have been a naturally produced muskie in Okachi from Bob? Well, I can. I got an answer for this one because uh, I, I ran into this many years ago and almost lost a lot of money. Uh, uh, to Bob, Bob, that 10-inch, which you think was a muskie, was most likely a northern pike. Believe it or not, not immature northern pike, let's say when they're up to like 12 to 14 inches or so, they look just like a muskie. They have bars <laughs> rather than spots. Um, and then the, the bars break up later on and turn into spots. But I, uh, when I had my bait shop, uh, some kids brought in, uh, well, older teenagers brought in some little fish and they said look at they got these little muskies we caught them on the bark river and they were about 12 inches long and 10 to 12 inches and i and i swore they look exactly like a muskie and then i called the dnr because supposedly the bark river didn't have any naturally reproducing reproducing muskies so i called the dnr dnr guy came out and he looked at him and he counted the pores on the bottom of uh, of their jaw, and uh, he said, "No, those are uh, those are northern pike." And I said, "What? They look just like a darn muskie, <laughs> you know." So yeah, I I learned something. Uh, Act- uh, un- underneath the jaw, I'll finish this real quick. Sure. Northern pike have five or few, or five or fewer pores on their under jaw, whereas the muskie, and that's each side, and the muskie has six to nine pores on each side on the on the underside of their jaw so but anyway yeah so that was probably a little northern pike go ahead danny 
you you are correct tom and uh in addition uh muskies tend to have more pointed pointed fins right uh pike have more rounded um although um it's in in it you're right it's probably a little pike they they got the stripes Although as far as his question was, could it have been a planted muskie or a yeah. natural reproducing anokachi? The answer would be E, all of the above, because yeah. I do believe they still stock muskies out there. Uh-huh. And as far as any natural reproduction, as far as I know, Pewaukee, very little, but I think there's some successful. And on Okachi, I'm guessing it's the same thing too. I'm, I'm sure some, maybe Okachi, there's a little bit better success. Um, as far as reproduction there, I don't know if the carp problem is as bad out there, and maybe there's a few more areas and outlets and inlets that they can, you know, swim off into marshes and do their thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's it's possible that there's some natural reproduction. So really, could be anything, but I think you're most likely, Tom, you're right, it's probably just a little pike. There's yeah. a lot of pike in there. And, and, you know, anything nature is possible. There are things that are, you know, highly improbable, but you never know. It could happen, you know, that there's natural reproduction for some. You know, it could right. happen. So, and uh, anything else by you? Uh, anything else by me? Well, you know, tonight, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of wondering, you know, tonight's bands out here, uh, it's, uh, it's, somebody told me it's country, uh, two, two, two guys I've never heard of, Kale Dodd, D-O-D-D, and some other dude named Fillmore. So I don't know. I think one's going to be playing first and then the other. Uh, If any of our our listeners out there, if you know anything about uh, what kind of music these guys have, if they're any good, give us a call. You know, I got to make sure it's going to be worth time for for me to take my valuable time to walk a block down to the beach there tonight. Danny, where, where do they play these? Where are they playing at? They they got a, it's pretty cool man they got a uh, they set up like a big like a summerfest type uh, mini stage and it's right on the beach and uh, yeah right so on, right on what? the beach here in Pewaukee yeah they shut oh, down the street oh, they shut down the doing that at. oh I thought yeah, that yeah, was Pew- Okachi I'm sorry no no the Okachi is the tie up yeah Okachi is the unofficial right. tie up right. And he, this is the taste of Lake Country, where they shut down the street okay, and get down here early to get parking. And you'd like it, Tom, because taste of Lake Country means they got all the fancy restaurants out there. Um, I wouldn't you know, like it because it's country music. I'm talking about the food, you knucklehead. So they got <laughs> Park Avenue Pizza, Billy Ho's Butler. They got all the different places. The food vendors out there. That so, I would like. Yeah, Tom. You wouldn't even, you'd be so busy eating, you wouldn't even notice there's music playing. That's probably, well, I don't know. That's, that, if it's a country twang, oh, that goes right through me, that twangy stuff. Well, I'm, but, I'm hoping there's lots of girls in tight jeans and cowboy hats myself. There you go, and cowboy boots. Yeah. Those two. There yeah. you go. And it very well could be. Oh, and, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I should tell you. Should I tell you now? I went fishing yesterday. You might as well, Tom. Get okay. it off your chest. Yeah, I, uh, my son Nick and I, we took his uh, kids out, my grandkids, and uh, the little girl's eight, the little boy's six, and uh, we had a ball. Uh, we went out to Little Muskego, and we went to a spot where we knew they could catch bluegills and perch, and they caught a lot of those. 
nothing really big. We did keep a few perch that were big enough to keep, but mostly it was smaller perch and, and you know, those five, six-inch bluegills, and, and they were having fun, and we were having fun helping them have fun, you know. It was, it was a good time. Anyway, but then we decided the kids were going to take a little break, right, and have a snack and sit back and take it easy. And, well, the little boy, the, the perch that we had put in the live well, he was just trying to catch them. So anyway, you know, he was keep being occupied. Anyway, my son and I, we went to this one spot we know, inside weed line. It was an inside weed line. And we told the kids, that if we get a bass on, we'll let them reel it in. So within like about a, it, it couldn't have been no more than a 20-minute stretch, we caught six largemouths. Each kid reeled in three. The two biggest ones were around 17 inches. I think four out of the six were legal size. I mean, and all on plastics, you know, on uh, wacky worm. And, uh, yeah, they had a ball reeling those, and we got a lot of nice pictures of the kids holding up their, the bass and the perch and the bluegills and all that. So, you know, with Grandpa, of course. So, yeah, that was fun. It was a good day. Good day. Well, you know, it is it is surprising, Tom, where um, y- you kind of you discover a lost a lost joy when you go out and do that with kids because in recent years I've had Dr. Sandy take his uh, take his granddaughters out with me they're both 11 I believe now and uh, we've had a blast each time and catching a bunch of you know big pumpkin seeds or whatever we always end up catching a couple nice bass that really you know make for the trip when they're fighting them on a little bluegill rod and uh, I find the adults seem to be enjoying it, including myself, as much as the kids. Oh, I'll tell you, I, it is so much fun if you're, you know, like uh, my son was helping, my son Nick was helping his son Van, and I was helping my granddaughter Harper. Now, I didn't really have to help her. She can do all this stuff herself, but we just didn't want the kids casting because there were four people in the boat, you know, so I would cast out for her. But watching the bobber with her, you know, and hollering, that's down, set the hooks, you know, hollering, set the hooks, set the hook, you know. I mean, just having so much fun, you know, doing that, it, it, it was a lot of fun. It really was. I, if, if You know, if, if, if adults took a few kids out every now and then, if they never had it, or I should say if they never did it, um, they would have a ball. I think they would really, really enjoy it. And, and here's the other thing, you know, when, when you take kids out fishing, don't plan about doing it a lot yourself, you know. Unless you can work a deal out, you know, where they take a break and have some snacks and a soda and you try to catch a few bass, but you let them reel them in, you know, because that's, you know, that's great in itself. You know, they have an awesome time doing that, too. So I think, yeah, people did that. You're right, Danny. They, it, 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 I don't know. I, I hope a lot of people do it, you know. I hope they do. I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. Well, listen, we got to go to our first break. So, uh Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number. Uh, CEO guys at yahoo.com is the email. And uh, stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with more. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. And Sam Schmitz is on the boards. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants. We want to uh, thank all of our listeners who are getting on board for another ride of the crazy train. Tom, have you ever wondered, okay, what number, how many shows have we had? If we've had 52 shows a year and we've been doing this for how many years? Geez, we must have six, 700 shows under our belt here. Oh, we must be doing this for about 15, uh, 14, 15 years. Uh, Even if it's... Te- set, but if we did 14 years, it'd be 728. I I don't... I really don't know how I, I've been able to handle this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of shows, you know. Dude, it's a lot of getting up at 5 in the morning is what it is. Yeah, it is. Well, you know what? We provide a service for our friends out there in fishing land and hunting land. Listening you land. Know, we talk, Disneyland. Keep them awake. You know, if they got insomnia, you know, we Wacky help them through, land. The, through the morning, you know. So. <laughs> sure, yeah. We're, uh, we're really, uh, we're really uh, providing that public service there, Tom. Hopefully we put a smile on people's faces every oh, yeah. now and or, then. Or they, or they think... Who are these? <laughs> Who are these yahoos Who fighting are these for you? truth, justice in the American way? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Me, just a just a simple little humble, single, straight, white, wealthy, retired landowner from Douglas County is all I am. Um, hey, I was checking another public service announcement. Now that Taste of Lake Country uh, celebrates food and uh, music, and it's kind of like a little mini summer fest out here. I checked this headliner, Fillmore. Uh, he's a Nash, Nashville-based artist who blends pop and electronic elements with earnest country songwriting. Uh, he rose to success in early 2018 with his breakthrough single, Slower, a summer jam that earned comparisons to the country pop of Sam Hunt. So none of that uh, rang a bell with me, Tom. Me slower neither, but my, slower my wife only means... <laughs> slower only means... I move slower than I used to. That's the only that's the only relation yeah. it has to me, man. Same here. No, my wife would probably know because she listens. She listens to country. She does. And, uh, yeah, and if when we're on a long ride, drive somewhere, she wants to hear country. I want to hear rock and roll. And of course, I always give in. So. So. Yeah, I. You know, to to be honest with you, on long rides. I, I can only take so much music, and uh, and sometimes yeah. if you got a station that plays the same songs over and over again, yeah, you know, you're right. yep. if you're on a, like a, a, a 12-hour tour, I prefer to listen to uh, sports talk. Yeah, you know? that's always good, too. I like that, too. Like and, us. But, and, hey, and there's been a lot lately. A lot. Yeah, and yeah. there's been a lot. There's been a lot lately, and, you know, I, I just wish... Uh, that, you know, there'd be more uh, sports talk, hunting and fishing shows like ours. But it's all just regular sports, you know, sports, sports, not hunting and fishing that you get when you travel. So, Yeah, that's yeah. right. As a matter of fact, well, I, kn- I know a lot of people who listen to the show know it, but, you know, there might be new listeners that they don't realize that we're the only two-hour show in Wisconsin, outdoor show in Wisconsin, and we're the only live show in wisconsin uh 
you know, there's some other shows out there that are half-hour shows or one-hour shows, but uh, they're not live, you know. They're, they're done a week ahead of time, you know. So, you know, you get old news. And uh, there are, I take it back, there are some live shows up north, but they're only like those little five-minute jobs, you know, five-minute things about how good the fishing is on certain lakes and let's say Rhineland or Manaqua or wherever. You know, they get a little station up there that lets people know how it's, what it's like. But those are like just little five or ten minute reports, you know, not full blown two hour shows. So, I, I I think there's probably there's a lot of people doing everything on YouTube these days too. So oh yeah, a lot I of don't YouTube quite stuff. get how that YouTube channel thing works and stuff. But uh, oh well, well it's been fun doing it, and we do thank our listeners out there. We always uh, take the time to say we back the badge and support law enforcement. Uh, first responders, healthcare workers, military, and everybody else out there, thanks for what you do, and thanks for listening. Yeah, I uh, I was going to say that, uh, you know, one day I was searching through the Internet looking for other two-hour shows in the country that on outdoor shows, uh, and I found one. I found that it was mainly a hunting show out west, it was a two-hour show, uh, but that was the only two other two-hour show I could find. Now, granted, I maybe didn't find them all, of course, you know, but maybe I wasn't looking in the right spots. I thought I was, but that was those, you know, our show and that one out west were the only two that I know of that are two-hour live outdoor shows, you know. So, not many. No. Well, you know, there, there are a lot of good TV shows out there as oh, yeah. well, but it, it does seem that uh, with social media and uh, with the Internet and so forth, these outdoor shows have, you know, exploded. There's there's and with the cable channels, you know what they got. Oh, yeah. Got the out, yeah. I mean, now everybody and their brothers running a hunting and fishing show. But, you know, one type of show that I haven't seen. Uh, you know, that if I, you know, ever quit this empire of cutting edge outdoors, that if I could get a cameraman to go do it with me, I would like to do a show that featured solely hunting small game. And I'm not talking about bird hunting because they got enough, you know, weekly shows showing a bunch of guys trotting through fields in South Dakota, blasting pheasants. Okay. Yeah, we've seen that, but I would like to do a small game hunting. Like maybe one day you're in the Ozark stocking, uh, stocking fox squirrels big as woodchucks down in Missouri. Uh, maybe another day you're down in uh, um, uh, Arkansas or Florida trying to get the black phase of the fox squirrel. They actually got a black phase with a white kind of a nose and tip white, white tail. Uh, maybe another one trying to shoot at running jackrabbits with a 22 through the desert in Texas. I mean, it'd be fun to watch something different, you know, yeah. where people are going out doing things that a lot of people, small game hunting, well, it used to be, I think, more rabbits and squirrels were harvested by millions of hunters years ago when I, when I was a kid in the 60s. I think that's changed. I think a lot of people don't even bother with small game hunting anymore. I think they go directly from point A to point Z uh, or first base to home run where they go right to deer hunting. And uh, and they kind of miss out on the learning how to hunt by just simply stalking stalking along quietly with a 22, learning how to be observant, learning how to walk quiet, learning how to stop and sit still, learning how to sit on a stand patiently. I don't know if those are skills kids are learning anymore. Uh, they're just going to a heated deer blind, you know, on Grandpa's you know 300 acre estate 
where they got, you know, you know, they got uh, the buck nicknamed Tynes or whatever, old Mossy Oak on video, and they know what time it's going to show up, and they give Junior a scope 243, sit him down, put a heater in there, give him lots of food, and put the rifle on a rest, and he, and he shoots the buck, and he's the mighty hunter. Uh, I think I got a feeling hunting's changed a lot. Well, the type of show I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to go to America's beaches and look for the best bikinis around. Come on, Tom. A, a bikini hey, listen, show. I'm, dude, dude, I'm like, your, your <laughs> bikini show is your bikini show is, is upstairs in the bedroom right now. That's uh, your bikini show right no, now, buddy. No, and you be, just better be happy with it because that's what you made the decision 50 years ago. This would be on regular TV. It would be a big hit. I'd have great ratings. The Bikini Show with Tom Neubauer. There you go. Come on. Dream, dream <laughs> on, Strebeck. Dream on. Remember, Dra- remember Dragnet? There was a Tom Hanks when he was a young, funny guy instead of a serious guy, and it was the, the funny guy was Dan Aykroyd, and, and, yep. uh, and, they, and they were investigating at the Playboy Mansion, and Miss October or whatever came up, and, and Strebeck made some comment uh, about uh, you know him and her, and all he said was, Dream on, Strebeck. <laughs> <laughs> well, a man can have his dreams, you know. Dream on, Newbar. Right. And as Clint Eastwood once said, man has to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Clint was right. Man's got to know his limitations. Yes, he does. Uh, but it would be fun. It, it's nice to dream about. That's about it. But well, we might, you know what? It, it might be just a minute or two early, but we might as well do our bottom of the hour break. After this break, we got the gut report. And don't forget, folks, after the 6.45 break, we have the Hornschwaggle. And the Hornschwaggle is always brought to you by Carl's Country Markets and usually brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. So with that in mind, stay tuned for more. Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer, are here to be your entertainment foils. So we'll be right back with more, folks. Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, this week, folks, you know, I got a, a, a recipe that, I don't know, it's one of my favorites when I go to a Chinese restaurant. And if you go to Chinese restaurants and get to those all-you-can-eat buffets, this is one of my favorite parts. I really love them. They're called Crab Rangoons. And it's really easy to make them at home. Uh, now, you can adjust the amounts here to make whatever amount you want. But this is the basic recipe. One pound of any chunk artificial crab meat, an eight-ounce package of cream cheese softened, one bunch of scallions uh, finely diced, the green parts too, a pinch of salt, a teaspoon of sugar, and a package of wonton uh, skins. And then, of course, need the oil for deep frying. But place the crab meat, cream cheese, scallions, salt, and sugar into a food processor and mix into a lumpy paste. Now, if you don't have a food processor or it's not available, chop the crab meat and onions very fine, same thing with the scallions, and mix with the softened cream cheese, salt, and sugar. Place a teaspoon of, of the mixture in the middle of the wonton skin. Then moisten the edges, all four edges, and draw up opposite corners to meet in the middle to form like a package and make sure all, you know, all the edges are sealed. 
and then you just deep fry them until they're golden brown. I'm telling you, wontons at home, they're awesome. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Welcome back to Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractant, and I'm ho- I was, you know, I wish that band tonight would be playing this kind of stuff, Tom, because yeah. I'd be down there rocking and rolling. You know, maybe I'd have to break out my dancing shoes again, and uh, you know, become, you know, like I, they used. My nickname was Dancing Danny back in Green Bay back in the old days. So. Uh, of course, now I'd probably pull a hammy if I tried it, so well, better not. Say, probably... Be careful, you might break a hip. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm better off just looking for a slow dance to some twangy country song. Less likely to sprain an ankle. Yeah, there you go. So, Tom, uh, I got a flyer in front of me here, and apparently there's a, there's a bass tournament. I picked this up next door at the uh, Beachside Bait and Tackle, and it says, Wisconsin Hero Outdoors, Big Bass Battle. It says, Ninth Annual Fishing Tournament and Fundraiser, Benefiting Wisconsin Hero Outdoors. And it sounds like a pretty good tournament because they they say they're going to have up to $10,000 in cash and prizes, and they have uh, like four weigh-ins throughout the day. So they got... It's not just the end of the day, first through fifth prizes for, you know, biggest bass. They do an hourly one. And then I remember the, talking about this a few years ago. I yeah, that. and then yeah. the grand prize of 2500 for big bass. And, uh, and the way it works, I guess it's a $100 entry fee. And uh, I guess I think that's based on a two-man team. But then each team has to uh, con- contribute at least $100 to the Wisconsin Hero Outdoors, uh, uh, which is kind of a, a program which helps connect veterans, first responders, and their families to uh, outdoor activities in Wisconsin. Um, they talk about military people as well, so it's kind of like one of those, you know, one of those type good causes. Uh, but they want you to, you know, a hundred dollar contribution to them is the minimum. They hope that maybe you do a little fundraising on your own and try and contribute more. Sounds like a, a really good tournament, and, and I got the flyer here, and you got to enter uh, by 8 p.m. Uh, August 5th. you got to have it postmarked, or you can enter online at bigbassbattle.org, but then there's a $5 service fee for the online thing. Uh, if anybody has any questions, uh, looks like uh, I'll give this uh, name out, uh, Ryan. And uh, you can give them a call at 414-698-7132. And they says the tournament, Tom, is from 6.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at uh, Weisgerber's Golden Mast in Okachi Lake. And then they got a fundraiser following from 3 to 9 p.m. Okachi Lions Park right down the road. But, you know, the only thing that this, this flyer does not have 
it it doesn't have the date of the tournament on it. Really? Yeah, it's got it's got that the tournament runs from six thirty to two thirty, but it doesn't have the date. So somebody uh, somebody screwed up on this one. If anyone wants to, if anybody, one of our listeners knows, give us a call at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Although. If it's got to be postmarked by Tuesday, August 5th, I'm assuming that the tournament was probably that Saturday following, um, whatever date that would be. What would that be? What, uh, 6, 7, 8, the 9th? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't have a calendar in front of me. But, wow, yeah, you would, boy, they don't have the date on it. That's something else. No, no, I'm assuming it's August 12th. You know, I, I might... Might call my buddy Ted from Lunkers, and uh, you know Ted's one of the one of the big grand poobahs at uh, Lunkers. He fishes all their their local tournaments yeah. all around. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can jump on Ted's boat, and he can teach me how to bass fish. Yeah, somebody uh, hopefully somebody can either call us or uh, email us at ceoguys at yahoo dot com uh, and let us know when the date of that is. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Although I suppose I could Google that website that I've mentioned too. I'm wondering. I never bothered to do that and check and see. So maybe it's there. But oh well, looks like a fun tournament where a guy could uh, win some, win lots of dollars. So uh, win some money and support a good cause. Yeah, you know I I haven't heard of a lot of big bass coming out of Okachi this this year. Matter of fact, I haven't heard it for the last number of years. Uh, you know they have that. I think it's a Tuesday night contest. And uh, they're not getting many big bass out there that I hear of, you know. On Pewaukee, you know, they're getting some big ones, you know. On where? On Pewaukee. See, I haven't heard of any big ones on Pewaukee this year either. No? Um, no, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they're out there. The other thing that I haven't seen on Pewaukee, now maybe it'll be this month, but typically there's a couple of tournaments they have out here. Uh, one, I think, was the Fishers of Men tournament that they'd host right out of beachside and that was run i think by uh, a church uh i forget which one i think one out by oconomowoc area and then the other tournament uh the lunkers tournament uh typically i'd see uh, uh mike the president i think wood it's mike woods yeah, i believe mike this wood. is yeah. yeah i'd see mike in the parking lot and i'd see ted and that, that was back in the old days when I'd drive into the studio and, and they'd be pulling all kinds of vehicles and trailers into the parking lot here, launching in the pre-dawn, getting ready for the Lunkers tournament. And that was always fun to wait around till like 3 o'clock when they all came in and you get to see, see them get weighed in. And, you know, typically there'd be a number of four-pounders and normally maybe one five-pounder in there. I don't, don't think I ever saw a six-pounder. Uh, I, I, I think the biggest I ever saw was maybe a five but uh, they haven't had their tournament yet, so uh, I'm kind of surprised. I would have expected to see some some more tournaments, but uh, maybe maybe they'll be coming in August. Yeah, you know, I, I I am really surprised at how fast this summer is going. You know, today's the last day of July. Tomorrow is the first day of August. It's like what June and July just flew by. You know, so fast. You know, it's amazing, just amazing. Yeah, and, and, and with summer, I mean, I guess everybody everybody always says, you know, it's it's it, it just goes so quick. I uh, summer is my cousin put it this way years ago. Uh, he said summer is 
is broken up into it's like the uh, horse racing where they have the Kentucky Derby what the Belmont and the Preakness uh, summers broke up into Memorial Day 4th of July and Labor Day yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's kind of like the season and then after Labor Day um, you know you all of a sudden you start seeing people pulling out their their boats you know and uh, you know each week there's less and less boats on the pier and water starts you know weather starts cooling off and and uh, it's the fishing guys are the only ones out there and deer, now hunting's coming up soon um, so you know now is the time to start I guess if you're gonna bow hunt uh, now is probably the time to get out there and start uh, start doing some shooting don't do like Danny Bush and just go to buck rub and pay pay 20 bucks and climb that one stand there and take about 15 shots at the deer stand at the 20 yard target and call it good enough and head out in the woods <laughs> you should probably be shooting every day but yeah you know i'm an old guy my elbows can t only take so much wear and tear plus last year i just used the crossbow that made things a lot simpler yeah i was out at uh smoky's uh bait and tackle shop on pewaukee lake uh, last week or this past week and <clears throat> on the board they got a chalkboard out in front and it was quite humorous. I was looking at it, and they have uh, a running tally of how many people forgot their boat plug, how many people dropped their boats on the launch, how many people uh, broke their trailer, or, you know, all these different things that could happen to a person when they're launching or loading their boat, you know. And they got a running tally, you know, hash marks, you know, of how many did this and how many did that. And I thought that was really kind of funny to read. I thought that was interesting. You know, I, they they really should put that, something like that, up right by the launch where people pay to launch, where they read that first and they think, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And then maybe they'll remember to put their plug in. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, it is amazing now. Like I just, I just pick my fishing times. I won't do weekends out here. I saw uh, about a week ago where the boat launch here was clogged up for 45 minutes. In other words, nothing was moving. Um, you had one big boat, uh, pontoon boat, came in, and they were at the back of the pier. Then there was another boat that launched in front of it. Their boat wouldn't start but they couldn't move to the back of the pier because um the pontoon boat was there and then the pontoon boat couldn't pull out because there was another boat and trailer in front of them so everybody sat there waiting for the one guy trying to get his boat started and i mean it was like and everybody was smiling about it uh I can know, I know one guy that really would have been grumpy and yelling at everybody, and I'm talking to him right now. No, um, I would not. I'm a, oh yes, you would. Oh, oh yeah, you would no, be what? It'd be Vince Lombardi. Sam, get the clip. It'd be Vince Lombardi. What the? It's going on around here. That would be exactly it, Tom. Right. That's exactly. No, no. I, I I'm a gentle teddy bear. What the hell's going on out here? Tom would walk around the corner of the building and say, what the hell's going on around here? Oh, <laughs> yep. no. Well, listen, coming up next, folks, is the gut report. Uh, not the gut report, the Hornschwaggle. And if you want to be a contestant... What the hell's going on out here? Okay, thank, thank you, Sam. You, Sam.
if you want to be a contestant, Ten more times. Uh, you can win two wonderful prizes. Yes, wonderful, I said. Wonderful. You oh. can get uh, a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market out there in Menominee Falls on the corners of Pilgrim and Silver Spring where they got all kinds of delicious sausages and meats and groceries and German specialty products. And you can all you can get a ten dollar gift certificate to there, or you can I mean you will also get a prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. So if you want to be a contestant and you haven't won in the last two months, here's the phone number four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. That's four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. And good luck, my friends. We'll be right back. Cutting Edge Outdoors, we are presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractant, and uh, thanks to everybody out there listening today. Uh, right now, we do have our Hornswoggle segment. Now, currently, we have two sponsors for the summer months. Uh, we've got uh, Bait Mate Fish Attractant for a little bit longer yet, uh, and we've got Carl's Country Market, where you can get delicious, nutritious meats out there, and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, you'll get that $10 gift certificate for there where that's the good news. The bad news is you're going to spend a lot more money when, once you get out there, once your olfactory senses kick in and you start smelling all the delicious goodness. Uh, now, for this week's winner, if you win, uh, just be aware that, uh, that my gal uh, Jenny, Jennifer uh, from our good friends at Bait Mate uh, Fish Attractant, she's on vacation for a week now. So she sent me an email saying that any prizes, any prize winner this week, if there is one, she won't get that stuff out till like a week, 10 days later. So hold on to your shorts if you win, but I will get the $10 gift certificate sent to you. And now that I spit all that out and I'm out of breath, Sam, do we have a lucky contestant? Yes, we do. We, let's go to Jeremy and Colgate. Jeremy and Colgate. Yeah, good morning, Jeremy. Good morning, guys. Yeah, morning. How are you doing? We're good. You? Good. All right, we're good. Hey, where, Jeremy? Where's Colgate located? I should know. Um, not too far from you. Um, I'm over just east of Merton, Richfield. Okay. 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 Lake Five. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds sounds like our reception comes in good there. So thanks for listening. So here we go. Uh, the today's topic is releasing fish okay a lot of people are out fishing in the heat of summer now and they're all very concerned with safely as am i with safely releasing fish so here we go uh when releasing a fish stro gently stroke its belly to stimulate its olfactory senses which will help it recover and swim away hornswoggle or no hornswoggle hornswoggle Unschwago. Thank you, Jeremy. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, an old trick 
that some tournament anglers used to use for walleyes uh, was to put them in the live well and if they were going belly up, uh, take one of the clip-on weights like you use to measure depth when ice fishing, clip one on either side of the bodies on those side fins, I guess that's dorsal fins, uh, and uh, it would help keep the fish upright till it recovered. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Yep, I knew a guy. Knew a guy who used to do that. Okay, you're one out of two, so uh, no pressure or anything. But if you miss this one, you lose. If you win, get it. You win. You'll get it. Uh, to release fish. To release fish. Support it. Hold it gently. Let the water, you know, in waves, run the oxygen through its mouth and gills until the fish starts to get strong enough to kick off on its own. Hold and support the fish in the meantime. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Uh, okay. Right. All right. Attaway. So, so you got that one. And, and you know, one other thing that we used to do is we used to always try and pump the fish back and forth in the water, Tom. But I've since right. been told, a... yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Just hold the fish. Try and if it's a big, long musky, try and keep it straight. Don't let the waves start bending it. Try and hold it straight and support it. Have its head kind of facing facing the waves if you can or out of the waves where it can just get that water coming in from the front through the gills. You don't have to pump it back and forth. Right. Going backwards doesn't do any good. Yeah. No, doesn't. You know, I've kind of learned that in life, Tom. Going backwards sure. normally hasn't helped me. Uh, so anyway, we'll put you on hold there. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll get that stuff out to you. All right, thank you. You're welcome, thank you. Jeremy. Yep. Well, that's good. I'm glad we had a winner there. Yeah, yeah, we had a winner. Yeah, it's always definitely. good to have a winner, Tom. Uh, see now. Uh, oh, about the, the fishing yesterday. Uh, first of all, we, well, we caught all the fish on mini mites. And uh, so that was nice. Uh, also, about, and we only were out, oh, boy, I'll tell you, we probably got on the water by 2 o'clock, and I was home by 6.30, I think. So we were only on the water for maybe three hours or so. And, but I'll tell you what, around 6 o'clock or 5.30, 6 o'clock, boy, did that temperature drop. I mean, you could feel a, a definite drop in temperature. Yeah, it, and it definitely was a temperature drop out here as well. Um, I was looking now. I think the temperature drop tonight's going to be around 9, 10 o'clock, where it'll get down to 64. I prefer, if you're at those outdoor festivals and the sun goes down, I like it when it's 90 degrees. I like it warm, you know. I, I, I don't mm -hmm. like it kind of all, all of a sudden getting chilly, you know, where you're like, gee, I wish I had my long pants. Um, yeah, all right. Gee, I wish I'd have brought a sweatshirt along or something. Yeah, that's... That's no funny. Yeah, it's nice when it's nice and warm. Definitely. But the, Not uh, only that, but, but the, the cold beer though goes down better then, too. Right. Uh, now, the one night, good thing right now about how this summer is progressing, um, when I was out on Pewaukee this week, highest temp I got was 80-point-something, and I'm not out there a lot these days, but, um, you know, a couple, one, once or twice a week anyway, and uh, the good news is, is even though we've had some 90-degree days, it's cooling down in the evenings, which is keeping that water typically high 70s, so it's, it's not getting, you know, to that crazy, you know, 
when it starts getting into the low to mid 80s where it gets really tough on the fish so with these cool nights it's it's it seems to be maintaining uh everything kind of perfect right now and stable so uh, you know as far as the release on muskies it's they're 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 swimming swimming away strong so cool evenings is good the other good reason for cool evenings tom is i've virtually i don't think i've used my air conditioning i can count on the on on one hand the number of times i've used it and typically it's just in the evening maybe i'll run it for about three four hours to just cool things down a tad and then i turn it off so saving on the old you know tom how i always stress how i'm big on the green stuff tom how you know I really am doing my best to save our planet and save on energy costs. And I figure, <laughs> yeah. what more What more can I, Dan Bush, do to sacrifice to help the planet? You know, I was, you know, listening to like Leonard DiCrapio or whatever his name is. And, you know, he's big into that, you know. And I thought, you know, if he can fly around the world on his private jet and talk about, you know, how we got to, you know, everybody's got to do their part, I can afford to sweat at night and not turn on my air conditioning. And you say that tongue-in-cheek, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if he has a jet or not. I've heard that. I think you know it's funny. It's 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 what we got in America is we got a we got a class divide. We don't have a racial divide. We got a class divide. We got the haves and the have-nots. We got people with all his money telling everybody else how to live. You know, <laughs> do yeah. as I say, not as I do. That's kind of like my parents years ago. They'd tell me stuff, and I'd look at them. I go, "Well, wait a second, Dad. You're you know, just. Why do I have to? Because I told you so. That was basically the answer you got from your parents. Yep, because I told you so. That's right. Because I told you so. Hey, um, one thing before I forget, uh, I did. Uh, you know, I was kind of working on my brother's estate um, since uh, I've got some things to help liquidate for him. Uh, I've only got one more of his hunting uh, firearms left. Uh, the Model 99 Savage went to one uh, Al, Al Shook's friends. Uh, the 12, the Model 12 Winchester uh, that I have, uh, I discovered something. Uh, when the, a guy came out to look at it, uh, or no, no, the gunsmith, when I took it to a gunsmith, he uh, showed me it's a takedown model. It's really cool. You can adjust an arrow and turn this other thing on it, and you can take it down so for travel it splits into two two pieces which i guess might help the value a little bit so if anybody's looking for a good old solid 1947 winchester model 12 probably be worth you know 800 a thousand dollars if they hadn't put that poly choke on it but if you want a good three inch magnum heavy gun to shoot turkeys and geese with uh give you know you can uh, email email uh, uh the show at uh what is it says What's our email, Tom? CEO guys at yahoo.com. Yeah, and Tommy will forward that to me, and I can get back to you. So that's uh, that's the last of what what I got there. So uh, um, it, the other thing too, it is like we were talking about it before. It's got that hang fire type thing, where if you pull the trigger and just pump, keep working the pump, it would fire every time. So to my way of thinking, that would be a pretty formidable home defense firearm. <laughs> So if you're looking to protect the clan, uh, you know, send an email to, to our uh, email. Okay. Well, let's hope somebody does. And right now, let's hope some everybody stays tuned to the show because guess what? We got another hour coming. So top of the hour break, and we'll be right back with more of the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. The following is paid commercial programming. 
The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Odyssey Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Wacky Walleye Cutting Edge Outdoors Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wacky Walleye's Cutting Edge Outdoors. And I just want to tell you that we at the Wacky Walleye's Cutting Edge Outdoors want to thank all of our listeners for making us the most listened to two-hour live outdoor show in Wisconsin. Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer, every Saturday morning we'll take you on an informative and fun ride on the crazy train. <laughs> we'll listen to, I mean, we'll discuss fishing and hunting and other interesting items. So hop on board every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. right here on Sports Radio 1250 a.m. The Fan. And that's no hornswoggle. And if you want to get in touch with us during the show, you got questions or or comments, 414-799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Good morning, Danny. Ready for a second hour? Yes, I'm ready for the second hour. And all Tom, right. I, I know you, you always like that. We are the most listened to, and I always have to add in, well, we're the only two-hour <laughs> We're the only Tom, live show in Wisconsin. That, that, that's a little secret. Tom can, uh, you know. Hey, I wonder, can we nominate ourselves for an Emmy? Because, uh, you know, I was at a school, in a, and one of our teachers was up for an Emmy. She's a music teacher. And, and then I found out the whole process is you nominate yourself. Really? Uh, yeah, you can nominate yourself. And I don't know what you do. You send in a tape or something like that. Uh, you know, maybe. Maybe one of our listeners can work on, you know, getting Dan and Tom nominated for an Emmy. That that would mean, you know, I'd have to maybe, you know, we'd have to fly to, you know, wherever the awards are in Los Angeles probably, and I'd have to learn how to tie a tie and, and maybe buy a new suit. And, and Tom, you'd, you know, you'd also try and fit into a suit. And, yeah, we'd... Uh... <laughs> I would have to, uh, I'd have to take, a, I'd have to drive there. I you don't drive? Fly there. I'd drive there. Do you get, uh, are you, are you a scared of flying, Tom? No, I've just had enough of it. Years ago, I, I did a lot of flying for my sponsors, you know, doing seminars around the country and, uh, I got tired of it. I really did. And I, and, and we had one close call on a plane where, uh, they said that we had to make an emergency landing. They had everybody grab a pillow, stick their head in the pillow between their legs and pray. Uh, <laughs> but everything turned out all right because I'm here. Wow. Uh, but, uh, well, no, I had enough of it. I, I had it. don't want to do it anymore. Well, I, me, me, however, I, you know, I, I've never been an internationally world-famous tournament angler getting flown all over the continent by sponsors. So me, you know, I'm more than willing to get on a plane. I'm going to be, I'm very excited to announce that I'm going to be participating this year in the Destin Fishing Rodeo. Yes, the Destin Fish Rodeo. Uh, Florida, and guess where that's right? being held? Guess where that's held, Tom? In Florida, right? 
in Destin, yeah. And uh, it goes it's it goes for the whole month of October, and it's like a uh, it's like a salmonorama on steroids, and it runs for like and not just a week, it runs for a whole month down there. And apparently, uh, fishing in October that's when that that fishing on the Gulf is the best, I guess. Fishing for king mackerel and all kinds of stuff is fantastic, both on the pier, on the boats, and it's like Salmonorama. They got the pier division and uh, boat division. Well, my uh, my good friend Tim owns a condo down there, and he's got the last week of October open. So he said, why don't you come on down? So I'm going to fly out on Saturday after our show. So, you know, Tom, I hate leaving you alone on the show, so I'll leave after the show, and I'll come back the following Friday. And uh, Troy Woodrow is going to drive and meet me. And he's the one who offered to pay for uh, um, the charter. I think it's called Big Bite Charter. Uh, Captain Scott Whitehurst will be our captain down there. We're going to go on a Monday. Uh, they're not cheap, though. I think it's like 700 bucks for four hours, uh, you know, for the uh, for that. And then you $135 for each hour after. So... I'm feeling like I'm a pretty good bargain basement guide myself here compared to what you're paying. But if you book a captain, Tom, you're automatically into the competition. And it looks like they have prizes for the big fish daily, a different fish species. Looks like lots of opportunities held out of AJ's Oyster Bar and Grill, which I think I was there when my buddy got married back in 1994. Seems to me we might have partied a little bit at AJ's. So it looks like a great time, and the flight, Tom, is round trip. Get this, I booked it, $214. Oh, wow, that's cheap. Yeah, that's cheap, $214. I could not believe it. I don't think if you were to take a vehicle, you'd spend that in gas driving down and back. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, that's, that's a real good price. My goodness, they're coming down in prices. Yeah, well, I think maybe it's kind of a slow fall. Maybe it's not as busy of the season. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I guess if you book far enough in advance, too. I, you know, booking now, I think, saves you some money. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing the closer you get to the time, that's when they're going to sock you. So, so yeah, um, I'm going to be flying. The only thing with the flying, Tom, is my sinuses, sometimes I get that pressure in my yeah. forehead where I'll get, like, when they're descending, I'll get, like, this piercing kind of a headache or pain yep. in my you know so i'll take some uh some sinus medicine or chew some gum or whatever because that pressure uh, does not uh the equilibrium doesn't always happen maybe you know you know once out of four times but it's enough to really really bother me oh i i don't doubt it yeah i've heard a number of people have that problem yeah yeah i never had that problem i always tried to get a window seat so I could uh, put a pillow up there in the corner and try to go to sleep. So, so as far as fishing now, I've really never done any of that type of fishing. I think they have both red snapper and red fish down there. I mentioned king mackerel. I think they do get some, I want to say, grouper down there. Um, I mean, and there's fishing right off the piers. And in, in, in doing a little internet research, Tom, uh, and talking to people, the pier fishing there it reminds me a lot of the pier fishing on Lake Michigan, uh, where guys go, of course, for the salmon and trout here on Lake Michigan, and they're out there uh, chucking big spoons and so forth. And uh, apparently that is one of the tactics where they catch a lot of, a lot of those saltwater fish throwing big spoons. I'm guessing oh, yeah. throwing like a big old Castmaster crocodile or Cleo or whatever. 
um, you know, chucking those things out, uh, you probably catch a little bit of anything. And a lot of the fish do have teeth, so you have to have a light wire leader as well. Yeah. I also heard that, like, fishing from the piers down there, they use, uh, you know, a lot of live bait, too, like like uh, the small crabs. Uh, I, they, I don't know if they buy them or they catch them or whatever, and because and, uh, a lot of those fish eat, eat a lot of crabs that are in the water there, you know, besides the other fish, you know. But, yeah, and so what kind of fish are you guys going to fish for when you're in the boat, the ones that you were mentioning? Well, I don't, I don't know. The, the, the captain we go, go with specializes in the, you know, the near coast. Uh, he doesn't go way offshore. And, uh, you know, I, I'm guessing it's going to be a game time captain's decision uh, where he says, well, this is, let's go here and get this. I don't, I don't really care either way. Uh, again, I booked a trip not to go fishing, but just to go down and go somewhere nice and warm in late October and visit my friend. Uh, Troy's, Troy loves to fish wherever he goes, so he booked, and I'm like, hey, I'll jump and go with you. Although the more I hear about that pier fishing, the more it sounds like fun, although I would not be able to take a, a fishing rod and reel on the plane uh, flight going down there. Um, I'm sure they, they, there's a tackle shop down there where they tell you, you know, where they got all the gear, of course, um, where I'm sure a guy could spend a fortune buying everything you need to walk out on the pier. But they also use live bait. I think they, I was reading online a bait. I, I want to say I could be totally off on this, a live bait called a cigar, some type of a, a little bait fish uh, that they use. So live bait out there sounds like, you know, people might use a live bait. They might use an alewife out here for, uh, off for a salmon or a trout. Uh, so it sounds like they've, you know, got varied tactics there as well. Um, you know, but it, the more I read about it, the more interesting uh, it, it sounds like. I, I did hear my friend Tim told me someone got a great white off of one of the piers there recently. Uh, I don't want to catch a great white myself, but I think there's like three different fishing piers in that area. Well, if they've got a, a like a, a tackle shop by the piers, I'd almost bet that they rent the equipment too. I think. Oh, you they, really? Yeah, rent rent the equipment. Sure, I think so. You know, for because you know, like, like you said, how many people are going to come down there vacationing and bring rods and reels with them? You know, and they might want to fish off the pier for a day. They might rent the equipment. Yeah, they very well might. Yeah. You know what? That's not a bad idea. It's kind of like the same thing getting an Uber. Yeah, you got your own vehicle. Yeah, you could save money by driving yourself. But it's the convenience factor. Right. Um, yeah. So that's not a bad idea. I think maybe we'll contact them. Although I don't know how much time I'll spend uh, pier fishing. As far as species of fish, though... Uh, you know, Troy likes to eat his fish, and my friend Tim, when I come down there with him, he likes to eat fish too. His daughter, uh, his daughter Olivia, likes to eat eat the fish. In fact, actually, I'll take it take it back. I did do a party boat down there many years ago in the uh, late '80s, maybe early '90s, where we went out. We paid like I don't know, it's pretty cheap, 50 bucks each. We went out on this big party boat. And they go take you out to a reef, and then they ring a little bell, and you then you we had these giant heavy bait casting rods, Tom, that are like the old pool cue musky rods from yeah. the you know 40s, and they had these big old crappy, uh, big old crappy uh, uh, bait casting reels, like something you'd use back musky fishing years ago, except they were bigger, and they had this line that looked like it was old hundred pound mono on it, and then you put on 
I don't know. They had two hooks on it, and then the bottom and the, and the bottom of the line had this giant heavy weight, and you just lower it down till you felt that big whatever it was, three, four, five ounce sinker hit the bottom, and then you just feel like a tick. I mean, even if you could detect a tick in, in deep water, and uh, then you just wind it up, and you might have one or two fish on. A lot of them might be the size of a big bluegill, and you might have two at a time, but some of them were, I, I, they were red. I don't know if those were red, red stick. I remember some of them were red, looked like a panfish. And, uh, and then we got a whole, we got a whole bunch of them. And we had enough for a gosh darn good fish fry uh, with my friend. He had the grill and I used my old, you know, my Wisconsin grilling fish expertise. And, you know, every one of the fish that we caught on that party boat was, was excellent, I guess. Those uh, those ocean fish, saltwater fish, um, I guess most all of it's good to eat. So we want to get some eating fish, too, not just win the fish rodeo. Yeah, and hopefully you'll be able to put some on dry ice and bring it home with you. Who knows? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I think we'll try and chow it down there. I'm not going to take it on the plane. Maybe Troy will put some. He's going to drive, so he could probably do that. There you go. All right, well, listen, folks, we got uh, one another commercial break coming up. Stay tuned. It's only going to be a couple of minutes, so uh, don't go anywhere. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Sam Schmitz is on the boards, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes. Cutting Edge Outdoors, we are presented by Bait Made Fish Attractants. Also, don't forget the Coleman Insect Repellent. Tom, you're going to need that if you're going to go wolf hunting this year or bear hunting or whatever hunting. Uh, the reason I bring up wolves, Tom, is the deadline to apply for a wolf harvest license or preference point closes this Sunday, August 1st. At 11.59, you can log into your Go Wild account to purchase your $10 application, or you can go to the service centers, license agents, you know, usual places you buy your fishing license. Uh, you must apply at least once every three years to retain your preference points. I believe I've got one preference point uh, from way, way, way back when. Mm. Uh, my, bro my brother actually drew a tag the first year, but he, he wasn't lucky enough to get one. Uh, but applicants successful are required to purchase the harvest license with um, And anyway, as, as far as the uh, the season, from what I understand, the fall season is going to run November 6th and closes February 28th, or as wolf harvest zones are closed. So it looks like maybe they're going to be running it by zone. I know, understand they've had a number of meetings and some of them are ongoing trying to get the particulars of the hunt going out there. Uh, I know there's a lot of sportsmen, Tom, that think that that whatever, 200-some quarter or whatever that the DNRs put out last year was, uh, you know, on the light side, that there's more wolves out there and they need to allow more liberal harvest. Uh, but we'll see what happens. A lot of those wolf groups that are meeting, you know, a lot of those people on those advisory boards or whatever meeting with the DNR are not hunters. A lot of them, from what I understood, heard from people, are anti-hunters who are going to do their best to limit 
hunting of wolves. So it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, battle plays out. Yeah, it will be. Hey, we got an email here, Danny, and this is from Dan. It says, I fish Pewaukee a lot, west side, in the last two weeks. I've seen two 38-inch and a 42-inch dead muskies just west of the island on the west side. On the west side. Any thoughts? Question mark. Those are only two I remember seeing out there. P.S. Any advice on other nearby muskie trolling smoke spots for a small boat? Pewaukee full of floating weeds. Got three in ten trips. 39-inch or biggest. So any thoughts on that, like he says? Uh, about a couple of dead muskies he's seen floating around? Yeah, well, you know, every every year I'll see some dead muskies. I've seen dead of every species yeah, out there. Every species. Uh, you know, so some, summertime, you know, it, it is a higher stress, high water temps and so forth. Um, so you got to be careful when you release your fish. Um, you know, if at all possible, a lot of times I just do water releases and so forth. So minimize handling of the fish um, and do your best to try and protect the resource. As far as, um, <clears throat> as, far as other bodies of water to troll muskies on Okachi, um, now I've never really done it myself. Uh, a lot of guys like to do night trolling out on Okachi. Um, of course, some guys are doing that on Pewaukee now. Uh, I don't have it in my DNA to go out there at night. I, you know, it's, I, I'll, I'll go out. I'm a banker's hour fisherman now. Um, but, um, Oconomowoc, uh, another, another night trolling lake, uh, our friend, uh, Eric Vandervelder, I'll probably screw up his name. He used to troll at night out there and he got some big ones back in the day trolling big, big, like jakes and big crankbaits over the main basin out there. Um, so there are, there are some other spots to go. Um, another option that you can try, if you like trolling for muskies, here's, uh, one of the best kept secrets. Um, there are a number of area lakes, smaller lakes. Uh, some, some, uh, some of these have big pike in them. And you can adapt your musky trolling uh, tactics of trolling small crankbaits for muskies on Pewaukee Lake. Take that to uh, some small lake and try trolling for pike. Or maybe do a big lake. Uh, maybe try a delavan or something. And you might be pleasantly surprised at the, uh, how you can catch some northern pike basically doing the same thing as, uh, as the musky trolling with small crankbaits. All right. There you go. And, and there are, you know, I'll tell you what, these lakes around here, uh, there are some big pike in them. You know, there's some decent-sized pike. And I, uh, uh, over the last number of years, my, my sons and I, we've we've caught some dandy pike in the area lakes. You know, I mean, granted, you catch a lot of small ones, too, but every now and then you catch some really nice ones. So uh, we haven't popped one over 40 inches yet, though. Haven't got one that big, but we've gotten, you know, in the mid-30-inch range, you know, 35, 36 inches, you know. So we've gotten some real nice ones, but uh, just waiting to get one of those real big ones. You might find one of those on Delavan Lake, I think. Yeah, well, Dan Johnson, taxidermist, he claims the biggest that he mounted was a 48-inch, I believe, from LaBelle. So that was one that he, he held in his hands. But then the biggest that he actually heard of was a 50-incher. And I want to say if that, it seems to me, I was just in a casual conversation with Dan about Big Pike, and I want to say that that 
came from LaBelle. Uh, now, I'm, I'm very excited myself because last year our friend Tilkey up at Smokey's on the Bay, which we should probably give him a call one of these days to see what's going on up there this summer yeah. for the walleye and, and maybe the pike. But, you know, he's right at the mouth of the Fox River. And, and when there's safe ice, there's, there's tons of bait fish in there. And there's big pike in there. And I told you the story. I went and fished three hours, got a 41 and a half incher and saw fat 39 landed, 37. And then he told the story. He told me when I went up there, a couple guys went out there and they were casting for muskies in the same area. And they got a 48 inch pike wow. uh, opening weekend of muskie fishing. So wow. nobody's really targeting those pike. I mean, uh, you know, now if you're, you're not going to want to eat them if they're living in that Fox River. I talked to a local guy up there and he said one of his friends tried to keep a 34 inch a couple of years ago and he told him, you're going to be throwing that away. <laughs> and sure yeah. enough, the guy cleaned it and I think he was either in the process of cleaning it or cooking it, but it smelled like paper mill and he threw the whole thing in the garbage. Uh, now if you get one out in the bay, you know, towards you know, maybe towards uh, Pensaki, Okano, up towards uh, uh, Dykesville area, further up in the bay, yeah, then I'm sure those pike would be good to eat. Um, but one that lives in the river proper, that mouth area, um, yeah, that one might, those may not be the most, uh, the greatest to eat. Although I think the walleyes now, Tom, they used to have that same wrap on the walleyes out of the Fox River. Does that still go today or is everybody just eating every walleye out of the fox river well, no matter what time of year well years ago when i fished up there a lot if we kept some walleyes uh we would uh, fillet them and then put them in a salt water and milk solution overnight and then they were fine to eat there was no problem with them but now they've cleaned up that river a lot since then but i you know i probably would do the same thing now if i kept any walleyes from up there you know, put them in that saltwater milk solution, you know, overnight, uh, just to make sure. Yeah, it probably would. Remember, we had, we, had, we had our callers talking about, I think it was with bullheads doing the yeah. same type thing, putting and them catfish, in fresh water. Catfish. Yeah, catfish. catfish, yeah. Putting okay. catfish in, in clean water for three days, yeah. I wonder, but okay, I've never heard the scientific explanation of that. Is How does that saltwater in milk solution or that fresh water. I know they breathe it in, which means that basically through their gills, the oxygen then gets into their, what, their bloodstream, I guess? I don't uh, know. How does that oh, affect yeah, the taste true. of the meat? I don't know, but that's what everybody says that they got to do. But And it, well, and it with works. The, with the half, with the salt water and milk, they're not breathing it because you're doing that with fillets. Okay, so okay. Never, forgive me. taking out any, any maybe bad taste or odor. With that, I don't know. So but you're soaking. Okay, so you're just soaking the fillet in that. Yeah, right. And it sucks it out. And it worked. Yep, it does work. Yeah. Okay. And oh, and uh, uh, well, let's see now. You know, I heard. Uh, I wish I lived closer to the Bay of Green Bay, because I would go out there a lot. Because I'll tell you, you know, like the perch fishing up there is really kicking in, and there's got a lot of good perch fishing now. The problem is. Finding the spots on where to go, you know, where, I mean, that's a big body of water. Where do you find them? Where do you go? You know, and if a person lived up there, you know, you could go out there more often and, 
you know, you, you learn by your mistakes. You know, you go here, you go there, you try different areas, and hopefully, you know, if you kind of, figure, you know, understand the fish and stuff and talk to people and be out on the water, you know, hopefully you'd find them. But, you know, it's just like with any other fishing. But, boy, I'll tell you, such a big body of water, it's, you know, it, you got to spend some time on it, you know, to find the fish. You know, you Tom, some time. It, it, it's, as kids years ago, I remember one time, uh, we went to, I think it was Bayshore County Park, and uh, you go down a big hill, and there's a boat launch, and then there's just some rocks and pier there. I remember as a kid years ago, back when we considered the whole lower bay just a polluted mess, we sat with and threw, threw you know, worms out on a hook and just let them sit on bottom, and we caught all kinds of perch. They were all little dinky ones. But we stayed entertained. You catch yeah. perch and some bullheads too. I would be willing to bet that there are shore spots that if a guy spent enough time on the bay, that you could still get some good perch fishing and possibly some big size ones now too, some quality ones. If a guy were to spend the time, you know, you know, trying some shore spots. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, you probably find some, and they do have quality perch up there now. So. Uh... We also have quality commercials, like we're going to come into one right now. So <laughs> he's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Stay tuned for more, folks. We'll be right back. the wacky walleyes cutting edge outdoors and yes this uh one of the theme songs from goodfellas uh tom and, and funny funny thing we were talking about this about a week ago it was on this week oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's one of those movies you'll you'll oftentimes find uh you know on on a different channel here and there it, it it's just one of those classics that they replay another another funny thing tom you know i was uh I was thinking about a movie recently, and I went to go to Family Video in Waukesha, and I was disappointed to find the movie was not there. And the movie that I wanted to watch, I think it was Aliens 2. The reason I got the idea to watch it was when I saw Giannis go down, I thought, that's it, game over. And there was a scene when uh, Billy Paxton in that movie, when uh, their ship crashes, when he goes, game over, man, game over. And I just wanted to watch that movie with the aliens. But here's the weird thing. The very day I go to Family Video to try and see the video and to find out the store's closed, I come home that night, plop my butt on the couch, turn on the sci-fi channel, and guess what movie's playing? <laughs> Uh, aliens uh, aliens too <laughs> yeah what are i mean what are the odds what's the synchronicity what are the odds in that i think of a movie i haven't thought of in 30 years and can't find it and that night i turn on a tv and there it is it's just weird yeah you know that's one of my favorites uh is our alien and science fiction movies i like all of those type things you know those, those are those are fun movies to watch you know well but, you I'll, know, I'll... they don't make they don't make many fishing movies anymore. I mean, well, they never really made a lot of them, but there's always been a few here and there, you know? And yeah, oh, I, I, oh. I, 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 I don't know. My brother used to like A River Runs Through It. 
Yeah, there was there was more to that than just the trout fishing, though. Well, that's exactly that's exactly it. Yeah, that, it I mean the the trout fishing was woven into it. I guess uh, grumpy old men. Uh, now yeah, you're going to talk a, about those were good. Yeah, yeah, those were good. But you know, realistically though, Tom, who wants to watch a movie about fishing? Well, uh, there was there was one. Rod Rock Hudson played the lead. It's an older movie, and I don't even remember what it was called. But the guy was. Uh, uh, outdoor writer, okay, for some for a newspaper, and he would write all these fishing and hunting stories and all that. The only problem was is the guy never fished a day in his life, so his his editors signed him in, signed him up for to fish in a tournament, and it was all the goofy stuff that happened to a guy who doesn't know how to fish, trying to figure out how to fish, you know, while he's in this tournament. It, it was it was actually a pretty funny movie. It was a good one. But uh, but uh, I, there's a commercial. I'm not going to say the name of the TV station because I don't know if we could get in trouble or not. But they do a you know how TV stations they promote their station and they got all the you know all the news people on the station in different forms of having fun in and around Milwaukee, right, or southeastern Wisconsin. And in one of these uh, this channel, they got a one of the ladies uh fishing or she's holding the fishing rod some some people are holding fishing rods right fishing the only problem is is they're holding the spinning rods upside down and they're reeling them backwards and i'm thinking to myself i'm looking at that and say doesn't anybody at that station know how to hold a fishing rod you know especially a spinning reel yeah they had them upside down you know where the reels on top and they were reeling them backwards you know, I just shook my head. I went, "Oh my goodness." Tom, I I've seen commercials like that as well. Yeah. If you watch the I've seen that more than once. Yep. And uh yeah, that's uh yeah, that's that yeah, come on, man. You got to have better quality control. Quality exactly. that control than that, man. I know, um, my, but you know there are some people who do that. Well, nobody's ever taught them. I remember one of my brother's uh, friends. I, I took him fishing. It was one of my sons and me and my brother's friend. Or maybe it was it was a friend of mine, me and my brother's friend. And he starts. He's got his spinning reel up. He makes a cast and it's upside down and reeling it backwards. And I said, "What the hell are you doing?" And he says, "What?" And I said, "You're you're." you're all backwards, upside down and backwards. What are you doing? Oh, no. He says, no, this is the way to do it. And I said, no, you're crazy. Anyway, a couple times I slapped his hands, you know, that he's not doing it right. I said, stop that. Put that the other way around. I think he's starting to get mad at me until he started catching some fish. But, yeah, upside down and backwards. Yeah, I, oh, God, drives me crazy. You, you keep slapping his hands and all of a sudden, kaboom, he's going to smack you. I know. <laughs> right off the boat, man. I knock had, that, hey, knock do you that remember, off. Do you remember Captain Jack Remus? Captain Jack Remus. Jack who Remus could forget Captain Jack Remus? No, who's of Captain the leader. Jack Remus? Many years ago, he was a he was a very famous charter captain. He he died of uh, uh, cancer uh, of lead poisoning cancer, I guess. But anyway, uh, he used to own Jack's jigs too, and you know, and that's where he got the cancer from and the poison, lead poisoning. He was uh, pouring a lot of lead without proper ventilation. Well, anyway, uh, we did some TV shows with him, you know, for Outdoor Wisconsin out on the big pond. And I'll never forget one time I was reeling in a fish, and his drag was set really light, you know. So I 
tighten it up a bit. He slapped my hand for, he said, don't touch the drags. <laughs> he slapped my hand. So, anyway. Yeah, well, I, I can, I can, uh, I can kind of, uh, I can kind of see that, uh, you know, don't, yeah. Yeah. Don't go messing uh, yeah. with my drags. Don't go messing oh, with hey, my... Oh, hey, we got an email from our oh. friend Bob Garfinkel. Oh, Bob. Bob's and, bait in Green Bay. Yeah, Bob says the the movie by Rock Hudson, right? And, and he Hudson. said it's his... Yeah, Rock, Rock Hudson. He says, my Who favorite movie, and it's called It Happens Every Spring. So if, if you get a chance to watch It Happens Every Spring, it's a funny movie. Uh, black and white, I'm guessing. Uh, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't remember, but probably, huh. maybe. That's I, what I would. I mean, Rock Hudson. That's you're going back a long yeah. time ago, my friend. Maybe, yeah. maybe Bob will write us back and let us know if it was black and white or color. In the meantime, I guess we got a caller. Okay. All right, let's go to Leo and Wasaki. Oh, good morning, Leo. Leo. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. What's going up? good. Say, uh, Tom, last week you were talking about <clears throat> night fishing and a lure that guy showed you, a news guy, I think he said he was. What lure was that? We were talking about ice fishing? Night, night fishing. Oh, we night said. fishing. No, it's a black bucktail spinnerbait with an oversized Colorado blade. Okay, in the middle of the night, huh? Oh, yeah, works great. It's my number one bait for at night. Yep. Huh. <clears throat> Actually, instead of staying out there all night what can be good is if you fall asleep early and then get out there at like 4 30 in the morning on the lake or the river that can be good fishing too oh yeah that can be of course it can be hey fishing's good all the time it's just the catching that you know you never know right right yeah then when it starts getting light out that that nice time to be fishing it is it's a beautiful time watching the sunrise yeah oh yeah and then dan those uh Country bands that, that taste the lake country, the country bands nowadays are more like rock and roll. They may have some good tunes you like. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I don't know. I, it's 50-50 on whether I'll stumble down there or not, but we'll see. But, uh, well, yeah. Check out the video of Jason Aldean, Take a Little Ride. Oh, you want to see some jamming guitars? And some rockin' cute country chicks. Whoa! There we go. Hey, you wanna uh, you wanna be my cameraman when I do my when I do my TV series about uh, bikinis in America? I'll do that. And also, I'm a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a painter and a photographer. I paint bikinis on models, and then they have me take their photographs. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm a dreamer, huh? Yeah, okay, right. you two creepers. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for calling. Take care. Thanks, Leo. Okay, bye now. Hey, listen, folks, we got we got one more break coming up, so stay tuned to the dynamic duo, Tom and Dan, who are uh, what? What did they say before? Uh, um, uh, fighting for truth and justice. Justice and the American way. There you go. <laughs> That's what we're doing here on the Rat Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors 
presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants. We're on the final ride on the crazy train today. Uh, we're still on the rails, fortunately. And Tom, I was going to ask you, the, the Olympics is going on right now. Uh, do they have Olympic fishing? They got all these other stupid sports. Is there any fishing that they do or not? Uh, no, no. They, they don't. I mean, uh, two, uh, two uh, quick uh, comments. We did get a, a call back, an uh, email back from Bob Garfunkel, and, and he said that uh, that movie, It Happens Every Springs, he said they did a remake, it, they remade it in color. So you can't find it in color. But uh, about we, the Olympics, Dan, I, I can't, I mean, Okay, some of these sports, I know the people doing it are talented and what they do and all that, but some of these sports are so stupid to be in the Olympics. I'm no, sorry. And, I, just, and I, I can't watch them. No. I just and, can't. I mean, that, you know, whatever and, happened to running and jumping and swimming and, you know, stuff like that, you know, I mean, now it's, uh, I mean, I was watching skateboarding stuff, and it's they're coming down, they got like steps with a railing, and they're gliding down this railing it's like that's an olympic sport you know tom i uh i don't know i I really don't uh i really don't i'm really not following the olympics so much these days they've gotten too too much politics in the sport i've gotten away from it oh speaking of politics i try not to talk about uh, politics too much but you know who that that white house spokeswoman uh what's her name jen pisaki or something like that whatever yeah yeah you know i heard uh heard an interesting rumor that she's got a part uh, she's going to Hollywood, got a, a part in a movie. Uh, they're going to do a remake of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and she's got a starring role as Nurse Ratchet. So, uh... <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, now, think about it. Every time, every time I watch those press conferences where the reporters try and ask her a question, and she has stone-faced, mean and cold, and doesn't really answer the question and give a logical explanation, I think about the time Sheswick was asking Nurse Ratchet for his cigarettes or when uh, Jack Nicholson's asking, why can't we watch the ball game? Yeah, oh my yeah. God, that's funny. They gotta I remember like that to know one. about our cigarettes. What? May I have my cigarettes, please, Miss Ratchet? You sit down, Mr. Cheswick, and wait your turn. Go ahead, sit down. Mr. Cheswick, you sit down. Yes, but I want to know. Sit down, Mr. Cheswick. I want. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's it. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Boy, you pulled that one up fast. <laughs> now, doesn't think about it. Doesn't her face? It looks. She looks like Nurse Ratchet. I didn't see it. I just heard it. Oh no! But you've watched the Tom. Oh, I've you've, seen the movie. Yeah, I just yeah. can't. I just. I. You I can't picture Nurse remember. Ratchet. I kind of remember her face in a way, you know. I, I mean, but, Jack Jack tried to strangle her in the end, but everybody watching the show wanted to strangle her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she. I mean, I don't know who the actress was, but she just played that part just just great. You can uh, always tell when an actress or actress is playing a really if she if they're doing really good, especially when you hate them. You know, like if they're. They're, they're, you know, they're playing such a character that, God, you just despise that person. Not so much the actor, but how they're portraying that person in the movie or TV show. I mean, if they're a good actor or actress, uh, you, you really dislike them in, their, in that role, you know. 
and and some some actors and actresses do a great job. You know, they well, really do a good job. And, and interesting, you say that because movies tend to have what they got. It's the protagonist and the antagonist, yeah. I guess. And sometimes I've heard that like you might have the the good guy or good girl in the movie that everybody loves, and you find out in real life that they're a jerk, yeah. and vice versa. The one that plays the bad guys all the time is really a gentle teddy bear. So right. it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's that's true. That that really is. And, and sometimes you see on the internet uh, they they tell you like who the jerkiest actors are. You know that 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 other actors don't even want to act with, or people just don't like them. That they've been very, they're like prima donnas. They're rude to people. You know they think they're you know what doesn't stink. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's kind of funny when you see that stuff on there. Yeah. Hey, we got a caller. I believe we've got a Chris Newbauer on the line, Tom. Uh oh, Chris is out fishing today with his buddy Ed. Morning, Chris. Good morning. How's it going? Uh, it's going uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, calling to maybe get a recipe from you guys. About what? Bullheads. Oh, you caught some bullheads. Ed Renta caught a bullhead in four feet of water on a spinnerbait, and uh, we were talking about how you would cook this thing. <laughs> how big it's, was it? That's about 18 inches. Oh, that's not a bullhead. That's a catfish. This is a bullhead, I'm telling you. It's, it's, uh, that would be a monster bullhead if it it's is. It's huge. It's huge. Check the records, Tom. Uh, here, let me look it up. I got it right here. Uh, I think I do. Yeah, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Yeah? Uh... Yeah, it's close to 18 inches. Bull, a black bullhead is uh, 5 pounds, 8 ounces. A brown bullhead is 4 pounds, 2 ounces. And a yellow bullhead is 3 pounds, 5 ounces. Ed, you might have a record. What? What's the catch and release length record, Tom? That I don't know. I don't have that. That would take me a while to look up. I don't have that book out right now. Because I don't think there's catfish in this particular length. Uh, there could be, though. There could but, be. Anyway. Uh, what about any bass you catching? Anything no, uh, Ed Renta also caught a walleye in four feet of water on a spinnerbait. How big was that one? <laughs> that was about 14, 15 inches. Uh, but he's catching everything in, on a spinnerbait in four feet of water. Yeah, and uh, we've caught a bunch of pike, but no uh, largemouth bass. No largemouth or smallmouth yet, but nope. like, any legal size pike? No, uh, biggest one was 24 and a half, 25 inches. Yeah. Was it a little chilly out this morning when you started? Yeah, it is a little chilly. You know, we got a little breeze today out here. It's not calm. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if this is smoke from the fires from Canada or if it's yeah. just a, some some clouds, but it's kind of like hazy-ish. Yeah, they, they said the, the, the smoke from the Canadian fires was going to be lingering over us today. Yeah. So. Was there many boats at the uh, launch? Uh, no, the there's only a few. Well, only a few. Only a few, huh? huh? Yep. Well, I'm sure the day will get better as it progresses for you guys. But, you know, tell is Ed going to keep, is he going to keep the fish and eat it? That he, he's a, uh, Ed Renta is afraid to uh, touch this fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and I wasn't very good at it either. I netted it and I flipped it in the live well. Well, all you got to do is uh, fillet it like any other fish and cook it like any other fish. So you you don't uh, skin it? Well, you can fillet it like normal. 
Okay. You can skin it or fillet it. You know, when you skin it, you know, do it like normal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm going to try it out. All right. And then, you know, you know how you made catfish in the past? Yeah. Make it yeah. the same way. Okay. Yeah. Good All luck. Right. <laughs> oh, you better take pictures of it because I want to see it. I want to see if we can tell if it's a bullhead or a catfish. Okay, well, uh, I'll be bringing it back to the house, so maybe Oh, that's right. That. Yeah, call me when you show up, and then I can see it then. All and right. I'll, and but, I'll uh, report back to our listeners next week on what it was. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, have a good day. You too, guys. Okay, yeah. bye. So, so Tom, I, I got to, distracted. Did Were you able to look in the book and see the length of the catch and release no, record? No, no, I didn't. Because that's that's what he might have. Of course, then he can't eat it. Right, right. I don't yeah. think he's too worried about records. But come on, Tom. Everybody's worried about records. I'm I not. Mean, There's only one record I'm worried about, the biggest. The big... You know what? You and I, Tom, we don't agree on a lot. But that's one thing we agree on, is that there's too many records... Uh, this is the biggest fish caught while wearing a red T-shirt. This is the biggest <laughs> caught on 20-pound line. This is the caught. I just want the biggest fish. And guess what? I don't want the longest. I want what's the heaviest one ever right. caught. To me, right. that's the biggest fish, not the longest. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what so. I, I look for, yeah. That's the only record I look for. The other ones, eh, not a big deal. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, and, and those real big ones have thrown those back anyway. I'm not eating those, you know. Right. So. Right. I, you know, I still think an 18-inch fish, though, like that, I would assume it's a catfish. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't think it's a bullhead. That would, that'd be a, I mean, that's got to weigh several pounds, you know. Yeah, that, you know, that'd gotta, be one one big uh one big bullhead i yeah. i've told you the biggest bullheads i ever caught were up in up in a pesh to go harbor on they they'd hit northern pike minnows they were so big so uh yeah i think the biggest bullheads i ever caught were like 12 13 inches something like that yeah and they can oh. be fat they can have a belly that looks like it's ready to explode big old yellow belly yeah yeah they do yeah and those are the common ones around here the yellow bellies yeah yep so i Just hear don't... some music in the background yeah, just don't call us yellow bellies. Yeah, uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I think we got about a minute left, Tom. Boy, well, listen, have fun tonight if you go over to the to the big party. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Maybe I head to Okachi for that tie-up and get myself in trouble there. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll bring my camera out and I'll check, I'll check on the bikinis. Yeah, yeah. Once again, <laughs> dream on, Strebeck. Uh, I guess uh, that's all I got, buddy. That's all I got, too. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week, my friends. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 